Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Girls Are Players 2. I'm Brooklyn. And I'm Heather. And mom, what are we going to talk about today? So today, we're going to talk about... I hope that you've all had a lovely week. (laughs) And that whatever you're doing while you're listening to this, you're having fun, whether it's driving to work, or maybe you just woke up and decided to take a shower and turn on our podcast... Thank you for being so supportive, and our listeners, we love you. We have how many listeners? 2,500? I think we're creeping up on like 20, hold on, I'll tell you. We're almost at 2,800. Oh, okay. And And how many countries? We are in 16 countries, and last I checked, 48 of the 50 states. See, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool, huh? Is really cool. Twenty seven forty one. So we're creeping up on twenty eight hundred. We're close. We're close. All right, mom. So and one of the top places that we're listened to is Dublin, Ireland. I think they like our Southern girl accent or something. I hear bagpipes. Oh, we need a bagpipe. that what a bagpipe kind of sounds like <laughs> no we're close but sure <laughs> so before we get started on what our episode is about today let's talk about the biggest change to our life the puppy oh yeah we got a puppy a monster puppy and her- i love her so much but she's so wild her name is lady I love that dog she's, she's a so golden cute. doodle but she's so crazy. She got it from her mama. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to turn this off so we don't hear dinging the whole time. So hold, please. We have a brief break. Tequila. Tequila. Isn't that that song? Yeah. Oh. Well, I was playing some like elevator music. <laughs> and then the longer I started singing it, I realized that it's tequila. Dun 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 dun. It's dun, still dun, beeping. Dun, 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 dun. Brief break. Dun 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 Tequila. I don't know what's happening. I don't know either. Okay, so we have the monster puppy. She's a golden doodle. Her name is Lady. She's precious. She pees everywhere. And poops everywhere. (laughs) Okay, I have a really funny story. Okay, so this morning I woke up. I just got back from dance camp. And it was like a 7 a.m. to like 10 p.m. Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday type of thing. And um, I was exhausted. So this morning I woke up at like... 536 because waking up at 530 in Eastern time is 430. 
Central Time. So my sleep schedule is a little crazy. So I woke up really early and I was like, uh, I'm like kind of hungry. I'm going to go get breakfast. What is she doing? Your cat <laughs> is crying <laughs> out in the loft. And I mean, look at her. we can't win. Like we, we try, win. we sit down to do look, this. Look, look, Stuff look, is dinging. Look, look at her. She's going to attack. There she goes. <laughs> so anyways I wake up and I'm like oh I'm gonna get breakfast so I go downstairs did you turn my microphone it's not your microphone it's, it's your my headphones. headphones whoa it's too loud now I can't even hear myself speak why did you even touch that because it was loud why would you touch that it was loud well you need to turn it up just a little bit okay tequila <laughs> <laughs> you're out to cut all of this out <laughs> So I woke up and I got breakfast, or I wanted breakfast. I woke up really early and I decided that I wanted breakfast. And I decided that I wanted breakfast. <laughs> you woke up Decided early. that I wanted breakfast. Okay. So I went downstairs to get mom's keys and everything. And I decided that I wanted to take the puppy in the car with me to like, you know. Well, I kind of forced like you to ride. because we had somebody coming to work on the house. Um. Yeah, this is your fault. Right. This is your fault that this happened. So I take the puppy. We go and get breakfast. I went to Chick-fil-A, of course. And on my way home, mom was like, hey, like, you need to stop and get gas before, like, you get home because, like, my car needs gas. I was like, okay, perfect. So I'm turning onto, like, the main road out here. And the dog starts going, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, and she's in my lap so pure panic sets in and I'm like trying to like put her in like the floorboard or like keep her in my lap and just like deal with it and before I could even like process what was going on she starts puking on me so there's puke all in the seat there's puke all on my leg all on the dog and I'm like okay thank goodness I have to go get gas because I have to go clean this up puke I mean like I'm literally sitting in it like it's disgusting and I have food in the car. And luckily, it didn't smell. So I got to the gas station, pumped gas, cleaned out the car, put the dog in the back seat. I had a blanket in there from where mom picked me up yesterday at camp. And all of a sudden, I'm pulling out of the gas station. And I start going. <laughs> the dog pooped in the back seat on my blanket. And, and she's so like. She's a puppy, but she's huge. Like, she's bigger than our other dog, or, like, maybe, like, the same size, and she's, like, what, nine weeks no, old? No, she's bigger. She's, she's bigger, bigger, and she's, like, nine weeks old. On the other hand, our other dog is fully grown, and, you know. So, she pooped in the back seat of the car on that blanket, <laughs> and she just kept on crying and stepping in it and everything, and it was just terrible, and I had to smell it all the way on the way home, so I had all the windows rolled down, the dog is barking. I'm like gagging like the entire way home. I'm trying to not breathe through my nose. I'm gagging. It smells disgusting. Finally, I pull into the into the neighborhood and mom was like, I could hear the dog barking as soon as you turned into the neighborhood. It was terrible. Honestly, it was we had a bad start to the morning. So not only did the dog puke on me and all in the seat, but then she also crapped in the back seat. And it smelled 
it smelt so bad. It was so bad. Well, I, when you, you said, come help me, I was like, oh, maybe she just can't. Yeah, I called mom because I didn't like know how to like, pro- I didn't know what to do. Like I kind of had like a panic moment. So I called mom and I'm gagging. The dog is barking. I can hear the dog barking from inside the and car I'm like, from mom, down the street. <laughs> you're going to have to. Well, when you pulled like, in, you had me. you were holding your nose, and immediately I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> like I just sensed, and then of course I look in the back, and she's just like looking at me, like, "Hey, I don't know what the problem is." <laughs> so anyway, that's our our dog story. She's really cute. Um, we'll we'll really have to post cute. a picture on our social media. She's so cute until she craps in the car <laughs> and pukes all over me. Okay. Two two in one day. Like, it couldn't have been just, like, a nice vomit. Two in one trip. Two in one trip. It couldn't have been, like, a oh, like, she might have gotten, like, car sick. It was, yeah. oh, she got car sick and then decided to yeah. crap in the yeah, back Yeah, she was seat. nervous. Like, I had a double whammy. Yeah. Okay, so today, phobias. Weird and rare phobias that you've never heard of. Okay. Okay. So... What's your phobia? What it would be your big phobia? My big phobia? If you had to pick one. Um, Mine would probably be heights. I think I have a phobia of... I don't know. I think I either have a phobia of like spiders or a phobia of needles. But I don't think I have a phobia of needles because I can like get... You, no, with a needle. you don't have a phobia like, of needles. But it's it's really weird because like I'm okay with like getting like pierced with like a needle. Like I did my belly button and my nose and like I was totally fine. But, but you don't want a flu shot. But as soon as I go over to the doctor and they're like, we need to draw your blood or like we need to give you a flu shot. Like I start crying. So I don't really know that that's like a true phobia. So like what is it? Like, like, think about like, like a, from, I'm scared of like, think of like a phobia, needles. but think of like a phobia that like cripples you. Like when I like, am I'm, you've seen me before, like go on heights and I just am like freeze. And it, that's a true phobia. I don't really think I have a phobia then. Like, okay. I'm well, maybe, maybe some of these will I'm, be phobias. I'm scared of spiders, like, but like, but you can kill a spider. Yeah. Like, like I don't have a, like, I'm a, a little bit fear. claustrophobic and I didn't realize I was claustrophobic until I went scuba diving. And the lady that was actually training us to do it said a lot of people realize when they go scuba diving that they're claustrophobic, like being underneath that water, like with everything around you. And no lie, ever since then, I've been extremely claustrophobic. Hmm. It was like the start. Of that. Of your claustrophobia. Yeah. Okay. Um, I pulled these from, of course, the web uh, website. Um, I don't really know what it's called. Phobia.com. Yeah. Anyway. The first one is, and this, this, bear with me. How many do we have? Well, there's 21, but I don't know that we'll 21. 21. 21. I think it's what it said. 21. 21. <laughs> the first one is a rack of Butrobia. <laughs> it's A R A C H I B U T Y R O P H O B I A. It is the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. Yes, it says that <laughs> people just can get this phobia from. They say that this phobia stems from a greater phobia of sticky things or like a fear of choking. And some people even that have been like allergic to peanut butter that maybe had like a choking or like an allergic reaction to it, like where their, I guess their throat closes up 
sometimes develop this phobia, which makes sense. Well, if you're allergic to peanut butter, then you wouldn't be putting peanut butter in your but mouth. But some people so don't necessarily know that they're allergic to peanuts until like, you eat peanut butter and then suddenly you're allergic to it. I mean, I've had friends that li- literally weren't allergic to chicken and one year they eat chicken and suddenly they're allergic to chicken. So like people develop these allergies. So I like I could totally understand where people would be a little bit freaked out by that. I can't eat peanut butter because I have like it tear. For example, anybody who's had retainers and they do those molds in your mouth, when they do those molds, that stuff like starts to congeal like in the back of your throat. It makes you feel like you're choking. It's a horrible feeling. I don't know that that's a phobia, but that would be an example. You have this phobia. I'm going to need you to try to pronounce that first one again. <laughs> Arachabaturiphobia. I probably okay. did better the first time. We need like a Google translator for this. Not a Google translate. You're going to laugh when I say this the way that it's going to come out. But this is truly a phobia you have. Nomophobia. Nomo? Nomophobia. Like no mo. No mo. N O M O phobia. <laughs> no mo. <laughs> Fear of being without your cell phone. No, I don't have that phobia. I could go without my cell phone. People with this have excessive anxiety about not having their phone, their battery being low, or their phone being out of service, which I think some people probably have a little bit of this. You know how all of a sudden your phone starts to die and you're losing your battery, everybody panics a little bit? Well, it would kind of be like understandable, like. If I'm like out and about and my phone dies, I get nervous because I want to be able to contact somebody. This phobia stems from having a cell phone addiction, which probably all of Americans have. Well, then it also applies to you too. People with this phobia. Oh, absolutely. People with it. Well, yeah, because suddenly my phone's dying and I don't have a way. Like, I'll say that I don't get the phobia as much like if I'm with you and my, like if we're at Disney and my phone starts draining because like, I guess you're like the main person I worry about having to get in touch with me. And if you're right there and my phone is dead, it's not. It's okay. Right. But like if I was at a concert or if I was out of town and my phone started draining or, you know, like I'd probably freak a little bit. Well, if you remember the first day of camp, my phone died. So listen to this. I'm like home away from home and. We're right. People with this phobia obsessively check their phones and worry they will miss out on contact with a loved one. That's exactly what I just said. So, half of men and women have anxiety around their cell, phone, cell phones. But I don't have anxiety around my phone. Like, if it dies, then that's fine. I but if you couldn't it get up. it, but if people, it if, if you don't have a way to plug it like up. Like I said, it would be different if I was, like, stuck in the middle of somewhere. But I think that's just, like. Yeah. That's not, I wouldn't consider that a phobia. Okay. We'll move on to the next one. That one's kind of stupid. See if you know what this one is. No more. Arithmophobia. Arithmic. A. A uh, fear of clocks. Fear of numbers. I was close. Arithmetic is math. That's kind of what I was. You were thinking of arithmetic clocks. Clock. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking of like numbers and then I was thinking like numbers on a hand. And These people know. grow up dreading math class. Oh, I have a f- That's me. I'm a arithmetic They have a fear phobia. of numbers. Arithmetic phobia. That's my It's phobia. also referred to as numerophobia. Numerophobia. It can impair a person's life as it is difficult to do tasks or occupations if you are terrified of numbers. Yeah, me too. So That's okay. definitely me. I avoid math at all This costs. one is a fear I do not have. Plutophobia. P-L-U-T-O-phobia. Plutophobia. Scared. The fear of money. It is a fear of money or wealth. 
I do not have this phobia. Neither do I. I'm probably anti-plutophobia. <laughs> they dread money and having to deal with it. They sabotage their careers to avoid making more money or becoming successful and wealthy. So they're more scared of responsibilities and pressures of being a victim of a robbery. It's kind of odd. It's kind of odd. Whatever. Okay, the next one, interesting. Xanthophobia. X-A-N-T-H-O. Fear of xylophones. Xantho. Xylo. Xanthophobia. Fear of the color yellow. <coughs> this is fear of the color yellow. Why? They are also afraid of, of red objects that are yellow, such as school buses and flowers. I mean, your shirt's odd. yellow. I'm I mean, it's true. I mean, it's true. Okay, but like, what is it called when people are scared of like? The I don't color know. We're red. only on number five. It might be in here. I don't know. Number six, abludophobia. A B L. You have to say that again. A you, can you hear me properly? Yeah. Because like you keep on like talking over me. Well, maybe I'm just talking over you. I don't know. Like you're like just like gliding through this, and like normally, like you're just like okay, blah, 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 okay, blah, 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 well, we don't. Okay, you blah, didn't have blah, a lot blah, to say. You just said, "Is it red? What, is the cat gonna talk?" Listen, I can hear him. Oh, he's purring. I can hear him. Okay, a bludophobia. A B L. U-T-O-P-H-O. A, fa- a fear of whales. A fear of bathing. Ew. Like sitting down in the bathtub or like taking a shower, period. It says it most often occurs with kids and resolves with age. They avoid bathing and showering, which can lead to unpleasant body odor and social isolation. Um, That's like kind of It nasty. results from a traumatic event involving water or fear of getting wet. It is also related to aquaphobia, which is the fear of water. Mm. But, you know, like I've had friends before that like they like in the shower, they can't stand for their face to be wet. Like they don't want their face or anything to get wet. That's how I am. I never wet my face in the shower. Well, how, how do you clean it? I'll wash it in my but just sink. not in the shower? Just not in the shower. Hmm. It's also really weird. Whenever I like put water like on my face from the shower, I find my face breaking out more weird yeah so like if i only like like let like water hit like this area and like not like my full face drenched in water it stays clear but like if i like consistently start like washing my face in the shower so you never get shampoo or anything on your face Mm -mm. Hmm. which i think is what will break me out sometime so i have to like wash my face off like in the sink okay i'm done number seven Octophobia. Fear of the letter eight. The letter eight? (laughs) Number eight. (laughs) You're correct. There are few other known phobias to specific numbers. (laughs) There's fear of the numbers themselves and fear of the number 13, but not a lot about eight. Um, It comes from the resemblance to the infinity sign. And sometimes this is dumb. It comes from a traumatic event involving the number eight, such as an accident that happened on the eighth of the month. So, but couldn't that happen like with any number? It could, but it said mainly with the number eight and the number 13. It's kind of weird. Number eight. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> that, it should have been number eight. Oh, you're like, oh no, I'm so scared. Oh no. 
Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. If we were to be characters of a video game like such as like Super Mario Bros, who would be Mario and Luigi? Who would be Mario and who would be Luigi? I would want to be Luigi. I think I would be Mario. Okay. I don't know why. I just like Luigi better for some reason. I just always see him going, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. But Number eight. Both, they both do that. Optophobia. O-P-T-O-phobia. The fear of opening one's eyes. This fear can be debilitating as it is hard for an individual to carry out daily activities without opening their eyes. They may want to stay indoors or in dimly lit areas. It is usually associated with a generalized anxiety disorder. So if you have a fear of opening up your eyes, how do you see? You don't. That's why it said it's debilitating to do anything. So you just... Imagine you're just like walking around, you have your eyes closed, and as soon as like you open them, you're like, ah, ah. <laughs> I guess. I <laughs> like, what happened? Like, I liked I'll... that rendition. That was great. <laughs> Thanks. Number nine, globophobia. The fear of glowworms. Globo, G L O B O phobia. Fear of balloons. Some people don't like balloons. I can see that. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's kind of self-explanatory. It is hard for young children. Um, sometimes it is brought on by popping balloons, um, and they get frightened. You know how when a balloon pops and it's a loud noise, some people don't like balloons because of that. And it's sometimes linked to a fear of clowns, since clowns often have balloons. The fear of clowns is called coulrophobia, C-O-U-L-R-O-phobia. I'm horrible at pronouncing the phobias. I feel like you probably should have, like, let the little lady on your computer speak these to you. So then you knew how to pronounce them before we got on the podcast. Yeah, well, this one's going to be great. Number 10. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. It's the fear of long words. Hippopotomonstrosequipped aliophobia. Bear with me. Ready? H-I-P-P-O-P-O-T-O-M-O-N-S-T-R-O-S-E-S-Q-U-I-P-P-E-D-A-L-I-O-phobia. I want to try to pronounce Takes it. Takes up the whole page. I want to try to pronounce it. Let me see it. Hippopotomonstrosequiptipelitelepophobia. <laughs> I think I did better. Hippopotomonstrosis. Quipedalophobia. How would you say that? Like, hey Siri, what is the fear of long words? How do you pronounce it? It pulled it up, broke it. Hey Siri, what is the fear of long words? Why, why won't it answer me? It doesn't know how to say it either. Okay, all right. Well, moving on. I want to. Oh, here we go. Hippopotamonstrous equipedalia phobia. Okay. Hippo. Hippopotamonstrous 
Hippopotamostra equipedaliophobia. Okay, well, there it is. Why is it? That's so stupid. You have a fear of long words, and the fear itself is a long word. That's like supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. It is believed that the phobia of long words develops from being embarrassed by pronouncing long words incorrectly. Oh, so maybe such you'll as, develop this fear after this episode. Such as reading aloud in front of the class as a child, or sometimes people with dyslexia. I get it. Um, so far, I mean, they haven't been like the only one that's been like very weird to me so far has been like the peanut butter sticking to the. Roof I was of your about mouth. to say it's peanut butter. That's I mean, the rest of my could kind of see. Um, eleven. F. F. Oh no! E. P. Stop making me laugh. E. P. H. E. B. I. Phobia. It's a fear of adolescence. Adolescence. They perceive teenagers as out of control or dangerous, and they believe they are rude, unpredictable, and do not follow rules. That is not necessarily a misconception, but it's also not necessarily the truth. It is thought to develop from the negative portrayal of teenagers in the media. They are afraid of teenagers and do not want to be around them. They will not go to a friend's house if they have teenagers or avoid places while teenagers hang out. Interesting. Kind of weird. A little strange. This is a dumb one. Omphalophobia. Omphalophobia. O-M-P-H-A-L-O-P-H-O-B-I-A. Fear of belly buttons. They will put a bandage over their own belly button to not look at it. And they will avoid places where belly buttons are exposed like the beach. Well, they are going to be non-functional people considering that... 80% 80% of the people nowadays wear halter tops that show their belly button. So that's just not at the beach. Oh, Pee Wee Herman died. What? I literally just got an alert on my phone. Pee Wee Herman died. That's really sad. Oh, I love Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee's big top. Okay. Number 13. Linonophobia. Fear of string. Almost they will the avoid string or anything having to do with strings, such as sewing or tying shoes. They can develop a negative association that could be a fear of being restrained or restricted. A person who had a traumatic event, such as being kidnapped or tied up as a punishment, may develop this or sometimes can develop stuff from watching stuff on TV. You know, I do agree. Like, I can understand like the fear of like string after being like kidnapped or like tied up like I can see that well if you think about it even things we watch on TV sometimes that we're like oh my god like I would that is terrifying to me like that that could ever happen I could see where like I almost wonder if some of these phobias occur after these people have experienced this and they realize the fear that they have for these things oh I'm sure like they like they aren't like they're like they triggers. don't like avoid the color yellow because they knew already that they ha- like had a fear of the color yellow or like the letter eight. I mean the number eight. Why do I keep on saying that? But like they had to like have had a really odd occurrence to happen prior to getting these fears. Well, that's or the thing phobias. that it probably a lot of it is uh, they've almost unless developed like unless, triggers unless they're just born like with the fear of the color yellow. I feel like something very I mean, abrasive had to have happened in their life in order for a fear of the color yellow or something like that to something just remember they remember something that yeah. associates. 
mean, you don't ever know. Okay. 14. Pogonophobia. Fear of pogo sticks. Fear of beards. Oh. Stems from an alarming incident with a bearded person, Santa. It could arise from a person not liking that a beard hides someone's face. I'll go with that. Um, They avoid people with beards, have anxiety when looking at a picture of a person with beards. They may not be friends with someone who has a beard and can be nervous when talking to someone who does. It's kind of a weird one. I mean, I can understand not liking beards. I'm not a huge fan of beards. I'm not either. But afraid of them? I don't know. I don't know. This leads into the next one. Chite, chitophobia. The C- fear of Chinatown. C-H-A-E-T-O-phobia. Fear of hair. Can be your own hair or animal hair. They might be afraid of a hairball on a ground. That seems random. <laughs> I'm so confused. They How could do be, you have a phobia of your hair? They could be afraid of combing their own hair. Oh, there's been a few times I've thought maybe you had that. <laughs> They cannot get haircuts. They don't want people to touch their hair. Um, Do they just like shave their head? Some people have bad examples as a bad haircut. Don't go to Great Clips, a.k.a. me. Losing large amounts of hair by going bald. Um, Some people believe that their hair is dirty. They don't want to come into contact with it. I feel like that would stem from being like a germaphobe. They also, there's two other fears Trichophobia and trichopathophobia. Trichophobia is the fear of loose hair. Trichopathophobia is the fear of hair disease. It's a lot of fears. Who that's came a, up with these names, dude. I don't know. That's not on. That's not in here. Um, vestaphobia, v e s t i phobia, fear, of, fear clothing. of boats, fear of oh, vesta. Why would that have anything to do with boats? Vessel. Uh-huh. Fear of clothing. So they just are nude all the time? Their clothes make them feel constrained. It can so arise. So like, what do these people wear? Like, what do you, if you are scared of your own hair. And your own clothes. And your own clothes. And like, the yellow and the numbers and money. nude person walking around your house. <laughs> your under the bridge this you can don't want to arise from an allergy from a type of fabric or a traumatic event associated with a certain piece of clothing uh, now this next example i could see military people former soldiers develop a fear of military clothing i could kind of see that it, it it's more to me that's more of a trigger like seeing camouflage may bring back some ptsd i can completely understand where that could be a real thing like, but what like, do you wear instead? Well, I mean... Like, literally, like, what do you wear? Well, they're probably... Former soldiers are not current soldiers. I could understand. I mean, think about if... Um, I mean, you were kidnapped by somebody who was a doctor. I mean, think about even white coat syndrome. I mean, like, every time I go to the doctor, my blood pressure's out the roof. And so there's a such thing, like, as white coat syndrome, that just seeing somebody in a white coat makes you nervous and gives you anxiety. I would assume it's probably very similar to that. It's a real thing. It's just it's so weird. Like maybe because I don't have these fears, it's like kind of strange. Right. Because like I don't know. Some of it is just kind of like odd. Number 17. Ergophobia. The fear of work. I have that. They have anxieties associated. No, you do not. 
That is the laziness of work. Extreme anxiety is associated with their work or work environment, a fear of manual labor, a fear of finding a job. The fear of work can lead to anxiety attacks. I mean, what do they do? You can't work. You can't wear clothes. I wonder if they have the fear of money. Is often related to other phobias, like social phobias of fear of public speaking or fear of criticism. You can't work. You can't wear yellow. You can't eat peanut butter. You can't do math. You can't get your hair cut. <laughs> can't wear clothes. You can't tie can't your wear shoes. Yellow. <laughs> you can't look at the number eight. Number 18, decidophobia. The fear of decisions. Correct. I have that. Correct. I think I have that because I hate making like decisions. Making any kind of decision can seem impossible. They excessively rely on others. They may turn to external sources such as astrology. It can be a part of a larger <laughs> mental health disorder called dependent personality disorder, which rely, you, re, requires you to rely on others to make decisions. No, I guess I don't really have that. I just have a hard time deciding on where I want to go eat. Well, everybody does that, Brooklyn. Okay. So I don't have a fear of decisions. Okay. Um, 19. Isotrophobia. <laughs> the fear of triangles. E-I-S-O-P-T-R-O-phobia. Fear of mirrors. It is also so you known, can't look at yourself. You can't dress up. You can't have hair. You can't wear yellow. You can't eat peanut butter. You can't look at belly buttons. <laughs> um, what else? You can't uh, look at the number eight. Well, this one, it, it makes a little bit of sense. So some people can't look at themselves in the mirror or any kind of reflective surface. It can stem from superstitions about mirrors. They may I be afraid. I can, I can too. I can, they may be afraid of breaking a mirror because it may cause bad luck. That's not true. Now, this one is true. I mean, you're going to laugh when I say this. Others may fear that they will see something supernatural in a mirror, such as a ghost. So there used to be a thing when I was growing up at like 11 o'clock. You're supposed to look in the mirror and say, I hate the bell witch like three times. And the bell witch would appear and like isn't scratch there, you on the face. Isn't there one that's like Bloody Mary? And like you that like you do that in the bathroom mirror too. Yeah, it's but like the, Bloody Mary, the, Bloody the Bell Mary. Witch one though, you're gonna laugh when I tell you this. I never would do it, but I had friends that swore about. It. They were like, "See, scratch on my face, it came from the Bell Witch because we looked in the mirror at cat. eleven o'clock, whatever." Do you know to this day if it's like eleven o'clock and I like I will think about that like whatever you do, don't look in like a surface and like even think about hating the Bell Witch. Like that still goes through my mind because as a child that was like ingrained in us. So well, you kind of ingrained it in me. Mimi and Pop Pop used to tell me that all of the time. So anyway, it's just funny that that I mean Did I could you totally ever do see it? that. No, why? Because I am scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> Are you going to do it? I might. Why haven't you done it? Because I kind of forgot about it. I think I did it once when I was little. <laughs> well, needless to say. And nothing happened. I can see that one. Some people have low self-esteem and they may be ashamed of their physical appearance <laughs> and they don't want to look in the mirror. I also can understand that I one. I can understand that. Listen, whenever... You were in a really dark room. Can't hear me out. <laughs> Whenever you're in a dark room, okay, and like there's like 
one light on in the, in the house. Okay, you can cut this out if you want. Every light in the house. No, no, no. Is listen, on. listen, listen, listen. So let's say I'm trying to turn off the lights in the house, right? Or like when I was little. And I would, like, try to, like, turn, like, my bedroom light off or something. And I actually still kind of do this every now and then. Like, the other day when you went out um, with Wade, I literally took a shower up here, right? And I heard something downstairs, and I got so scared. And then I realized that the door wasn't locked all the way. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I wonder if someone's in this house. So I had, like, a pure panic attack moment. And I was, I was like, turning, like, lights off and everything, I, I used to do this when I was little, too. I would turn the light off, and then I would hurry and, like, run to, like, wherever the light is, like, wherever, like, the other light that's on is, or, like, run to my bed, because I was scared that something, like, would chase me in the nighttime, like, in the dark. Ooh, it still might happen. Like, I think that that's so scary sometimes. Like, I will literally, like, turn the light off and, like, avoid, like, I, I did this when I was little. I don't do this anymore because there's not monsters under my bed. Like, I would turn my light off and, like, I would run and be scared to, like, put my feet next to my bed because I thought that someone would, like, come and, like, get me underneath my bed. You do know you're telling all the people that are listening all your very odd secrets, right? <laughs> and then and I used I'm to scared. think that a little midget would chase me, <laughs> like a little okay, leprechaun. Okay. Let's stay politically correct. Like a little... Okay, okay, okay. Number 20. Little, Number 20. We're running out of time. Uh, no, we're not. Diphonophobia. Fear of dice. No. The fear of six. D-E-I-P-N-O-phobia. Some of the hard part of pronouncing these is the fact that it's like somebody just sneezed and put letters together. <laughs> like they don't really go together. Like D-I-E-P-N-O-P-N-O, -P -N -O, whatever. Um, fear of dining with others. It doesn't make any they sense. They have a fear of dinner parties and it can come from a fear of conversation or having to con have I a conversation like while they're eating. I feel like that's kind of just considered social anxiety. That's what it says. It's related to social phobia it's traumatic. Wait, it is triggered by traumatic events from a past, such as being ridiculed as a child for the way that they ate or for not following proper etiquette at the dinner table. Hmm. I think I have a social phobia, or at least I used to. I used to hate going in places all by myself. Yeah, you did. That was now that was a true phobia. It would cripple you. Um, last but not least, number 21. I, I grew out of it though. I don't do that anymore. Let's see if you know what this one is. Phobophobia. Phobo. Phobophobia. A fear of phobias. Correct. It is described as a free-floating anxiety. People ah! can spiral <laughs> into a circle of anxiety just fearing fear itself. Ah! Yes. Fear of... Phobophobia. Ah! That's all I got. That's me being scared of phobias. So, which one was your... I'm still stuck with the peanut butter. The peanut butter is still very odd. I think my favorite would be the fear of clothes. <laughs> or like the fear of belly buttons. Because like the fear I don't, of adolescence was kind of funny. That one was kind of The fear stupid. of long words was kind of weird. That was kind of stupid. Yeah, because I don't really think that there's a lot of I wonder of if the spelling people can spell hippopotamosterous expialidocious phobia. If it, well, if the person that's speaking the word would know how to pronounce it, then yeah, probably. I mean, that would be my luck. The person next to me would be like, spell phobia. 
and they would spell it and they would be like, okay, it's your turn. Spell hippopotamosterosa quiptolobophobia. <laughs> I'd be like, what? H I P P O P O T O M O N S T R O E U S. Monster. You were almost, you were almost there. H I P P O P O T O M O N S T R O U S. Nope, you're still wrong. M O N S. Okay, okay, you're failing. <laughs> you lost. All right. Phobia. Close this F-O- out, babe. I mean, <laughs> did you hear that? No, I don't even know what you said. <laughs> I said phobia. F O. <laughs> it's P H O B. Fear of the letter five. <laughs> The letter A. Phobophobia. F-O-B-I-A. Letter five. <laughs> hold on, hold on. How do you spell phobia? P-H-O. And you think you can spell Monstrosity. Phobia. P-H-O-B-I-A. Phobia. 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 How how many are you ordering? Phobia. I wonder what fear of Pee Wee Herman is. People have to be scared of Pee Wee. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just close out. Just close out the episode. (laughs) Pee Wee phobia. (laughs) Weepy phobia. Okay, go. What is something funny that Pee Wee Herman did? Just go. We her pee phobia. You can never sleep in traffic. Close it. All right, guys. So that's the end of our really funny phobia episode. <laughs> we hope that you enjoyed listening to this week's episode. Um, thanks for all the support, guys. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore girl. <laughs> Pee-wee was not <laughs> scared of adolescence. <laughs> That doesn't sound right. He wasn't. He like got in trouble for that. That's a true story. I think. I don't think I made that up. Falsophobia. <laughs> giving <laughs> false information. The fear of giving false information. Anyway, I think I kind of heard that too. I'm Anyways, sure Pee Wee Herman was a a pedo. <laughs> Okay, go. Just go. <laughs> Pee Wee Pedo. <laughs> okay, go. Phobia. Okay. <laughs> I can't even go. <laughs> Pee Wee the Pedo. Oh. Okay. Where did I stop? Goodbye. That's where you ended, so finish it up. Okay. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Girls or Players 2. Pee Wee Herman, rest in peace. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. All right, guys, thanks for listening to this week's episode. Thanks for all the support that y'all have constantly been giving us. Make sure to follow us on our Twitter and Instagram at underscore Girls or Players 2. And we will see you next week. Bye, guys. See ya.
I'm about to have you in the minister wristband. 